Julie Carroll. Hi. Hi, Stephanie Cartouche. <laughs> I, I thought we had got cantaloupe and I, I am Cartouche. I mean, that seems like very posh Cartouche. It is, isn't it? <laughs> I'm pretty proud of that one. I like it. Well, welcome to Remotely Relatable. Uh, today we have an interesting topic. It's the scarcity versus abundance mindset. And I think, I don't want to speak for you, Julie, but I feel like I kind of got hung up on it a little bit because I, I think it's not super well known, but I think it's starting to come about. Yes. Yes. I actually had to do quite a bit of reading on it myself when you first suggested this as a topic. And once I started to read about it, it all made sense to me. And I started to see all sorts of examples in my life and in everyday life. But yeah, I know when we asked our listeners what their thoughts on these topics were, a lot of them said they'd never heard of it. Yeah, we actually did not really get that many write-ins, but we got a lot of questions like, oh, what is this? Or, oh, we can't wait to hear it. We can't wait, can't wait for you to tell us what it is. So, <laughs> so there's a lot of pressure writing on this episode for us to inform you and possibly help you. So... I guess we could just kind of start with the definitions of each word. So the word scarcity is defined as being the state of being scarce or in short supply, a shortage or finite resources. Whereas abundance is a very large quantity, an ample amount, plentiful. So they're essentially total opposites of each other. And we are going to be talking specifically about the mentality, which is a little bit different than the actual definitions, but I just wanted to start out by giving the definition of the actual words, because I think that it's helpful to know if you just hear scarcity versus abundance, it's like, well, what the hell? Like, okay. Right. So in this case, the scarcity mentality refers to people seeing life as a finite pie. So that if one person takes a big piece that leaves less for everybody else. And the scarcity mindset, people believe that if one person win, another person must have lost. Now, the abundance mindset refers to the paradigm that there is plenty out there for everybody. We don't need to worry about running out because resources aren't finite and we all have enough. Brene Brown actually defined it really well. She said abundance doesn't mean an abundance, really. It means having enough. Yeah, because... I guess you could almost see abundance as greed too. You know, like if they, if you have so much of it, then you're greedy. Yeah, there's some negative connotations with the word abundance. Abundance, like. yeah. But I think greed actually plays into the scarcity mindset. Absolutely, yeah. You want to get that piece of the pie before someone else can see yeah. it. Yeah, because cause if you have it, then nobody else can get it. Exactly. And vice versa, if they have it, then you can't have it. I, yeah, I mean, I think that that's a really dark mindset and I think it's just normal. Like to me, I think that that is just a super normal mindset that we're, I'm going to say all sweeping generalization, but I feel like it's, it's, that is how you're brought up in America, at least. I mean, we are all, I, I guess I am, I'm talking for myself. <laughs> Maybe I should just talk for myself. I shouldn't talk for everybody, but that mindset, it inhibits you from really achieving your goals because you're constantly worried about the next person or the comparing yourself. And I feel like in my upbringing, at least we were taught to be generous, but it, we were also taught to be competitive. 
and the generosity was to people that were deserving, if that makes sense. So it's like a, a choosing the generosity instead of it just being plentiful all the time to everybody. I worked really hard for this and I'm choosing to be generous with my piece of the pie to you. There really will be a pie in your life for every aspect, whether it's job related or relationship related or whatever the case may be, like there's going to be a finite pie that you are fighting for. And it just seems exhausting. Yeah, absolutely. I think when you really want something, when you're in that scarcity mentality, you start to focus on it obsessively. Like if you're really hungry, how are you going to think about anything other than food? So scarcity mindset, it kind of makes you focus on the extreme short term of every decision it really inhibits your ability to see the long term and to plan things out and to believe that if this doesn't happen right now, it's okay because it will probably happen later on. Yeah, that's a really good point because in that short term, you need to get like, if you can't let that other person have that thing for your friends and family even. And I, I can speak to that. You know, if, if I was working on something and it, wasn't coming to fruition the way I wanted it to. And somebody in my life did something successful. It didn't even have to be related to what I was doing, but just the fact that they had success before I had success for whatever reason meant that there was less success available for me. Right. Yeah. I think we've all been there at some point. I know when I was younger, I felt that way frequently. And I think it was because partially the way I was raised, which unfortunately was in a bit of a scarcity mindset, but also Mm -hmm. it was just an inability to focus on the long term. I thought that if I didn't succeed right now, maybe I never would. And if I didn't get a promotion within the next year, well, it was never going to happen and everything was lost. And it really gives you tunnel vision. And it certainly doesn't foster any positive feelings towards other people. And even if you're happy for someone else's success, it doesn't necessarily mean you're also happy with where you're at in life, which makes it really, really hard. Yeah. And that tunnel vision too, I really think I like that analogy because that's exactly what it is. And I think that it just feeds a lot of self-doubt and a lot of fear. It does. It does. And part of what comes with the scarcity mindset is constantly comparing yourself to others. And then that kind of fades, at least for me, it it can into really black and white thinking. You're either a failure or you're a success. And if you're a failure, then you should be punished. And if you're a success, then you deserve all of the good things. You deserve extra pieces of pie. Life gets really hard when you start thinking about it in terms like that, when you're considering yourself and your sense of self. Yeah, well, and not even that, like that there's winners or losers, but if there are so many winners already, not everybody can be a surely not everybody could be a winner, right? Like somebody has to lose and God forbid it's me. Exactly. And then you start thinking about all your limitations and you don't really give any credence to all the good things you might have going for you, all of your strengths or all the accomplishments you have under your belt already. It's a really vicious cycle and it sucks. And we're talking about this in kind of broad terms of pie and success and this kind of thing. But this can also be applied to your emotional state, your physical state, your relationships with others. It's It really can bleed into a lot of different areas of your life. And I think that on the micro level, 
they start to affect the macro level. And it's just a domino effect. And it's just, it's just a mindset that totally encompasses how you view. It's the lens that you see life through as everything is a constant competition. And I think that's why I said growing up in America, especially I, I didn't grow up anywhere else. So I can't speak to living in another country, but even our community resources are so finite. Like the budget, you always, always hear about budgets running out and it's just, like you said, it's just fear and it's tunnel vision because without those community resources, you're on your own and it's dog eat dog, survival of the fittest, whatever you want to call it. And I know we don't like to get political, but it's totally capitalistic. Mm-hmm. And I know we've talked about community before, but I really think that the lack of community services breeds a scarcity mindset. Absolutely. And it puts all of the responsibilities on your family or you as an individual or you as a single mom or you as a teenager trying to help your family or you as a college student. Like it's just pervasive. Is that the right word? (laughs) Pervasive. It's just a ubiquitous. How about that one? It's a ubiquitous mindset. So typically we read these at the end, but since everybody is relying on us to tell them about it, which is very scary to me, um, I'm going to read one of our write-ins right now. So this came from Hannah. And when I asked, what are some of your initial thoughts that come to mind when you hear scarcity versus abundance? She said, resources in the home, growing up poor, resources in your community, non-material things like love and energy and how they all factor together into someone's mental and physical health, which is essentially what we just said, all rolled up into one nice, neat little paragraph. So thank you, Hannah, because it's true. Growing up poor and growing up in a community that doesn't have the resources that other communities have is detrimental to that mindset. I mean, it just automatically puts you into a scarcity mindset because how can you believe that these things are available to you when they're not, when they're just not available to you. Right. And how do you break that? It's, that's a episode for another day, (laughs) how to break the the poverty. But I know growing up in a household where my parents were working class and we never wanted for anything. And I'm extremely grateful for that now that I am in my thirties and I look back and I'm like, holy crap, how in the name of all things holy did my parents hold it together to have a house and put food on the table every night but there was always even as a kid I could feel it there was always tension around money and I think that that's pretty normal for middle class lower middle class even upper middle class like it's just you could just feel there's just a tension of around money and around finances and that carried with me through my 20s and that carried with me into my 30s. I still, I feel like I've mentioned it on a lot of episodes. I still have a very bad relationship with money because I don't know how to accept it into my life as abundance. I only know it as being scarce. And I, I, I'm working on changing that, but I think that that is something that if you grow up with that tension and knowing that, money is not always available to you, or you have to work hard, or you have to sacrifice something in order to get money, it, cre- it can create that rocky relationship. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it can also cause a problem when 
you may have enough money, but you are furiously trying to squirrel it all away and you're afraid to spend it and you only want to save it because you're terrified that someday it might run out. Someday there might not be enough. That's kind of the way that I was raised. It was the scarcity mentality for sure, but it was kind of different, I think, to your experience. Um, It wasn't... We had a middle-class upbringing for sure. Um, We definitely went without a lot of things, partially because we couldn't afford it and partially because there was this idea that you can't have that and we can't have that until we fill in the blank. Some, Some arbitrary goal or goalpost was reached. And and I think that speaks a lot to the tunnel vision that we mentioned earlier. You just, you start focusing on this one thing and you can't get off it. And that one thing for my family was, we might have money now, but what about tomorrow? And I think that might come from my parents having been raised by parents who lived through the Great Depression. Um, so in that, in that case, it's really understandable, but it definitely took me a long time to break out of that mindset. It was just, it was something that I really struggled to do. And when I started making more than minimum wage in my adult life, I really didn't know what to do with that money. I wanted to spend it and I felt terribly guilty. And I was terrified that if I let it go, it would never come back. And that's kind of the scarcity mentality in a nutshell, right? Yeah, absolutely. That that does sound a lot like I actually... <laughs> when you said that about the money, like you had, you get this money, I need to spend it because I might not have it tomorrow. Like my mom always used to say to me, like, you're acting like the money is burning a hole in your pocket. Like, yeah. like you, you have to spend it. And it's just, that's so true. And maybe this is why I spend an exorbitant amount of money at the grocery store. Speaking of grocery store, actually that, I mean, the pandemic, oh, the grocery boy. stores were like totally overrun by people fighting over toilet paper. I mean, that if you want an example of a scarcity mindset, I'm not a conspiracy theorist to this degree, but like, was there actually a shortage of toilet paper or were people just hoarding so much of it that, that it, it caused like nobody needs pallets of toilet paper. Exactly. Like that is a full on example of a scarcity mindset. Scarcity became its own self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, that was wild. Yeah, um, let's not do that again. Yeah, no, please, please, please. But I think the money part too can leak into your workplace and your relationships because if a coworker, let's just say, were to get a promotion or a raise before you got a promotion or a raise, well, certainly if they got one, then there isn't enough money for you to also get one or there isn't there aren't enough positions for you to work your way up the ladder either. So it, it really breeds that competitive mindset and jealousy or envy. And I think that it pits us against each other instead of the people at the top. And that is the, the big distraction is that we're fighting over the crumbs that have been thrown down to us because and it, it gives you that mindset that there's only so much, but in reality, there is plenty. We just don't have access to it. And right. as far as I'm going financially, sorry, as far as finances go in the mindset of America as well. But I do think that that's probably a global thing as well. I mean, it's just greed and I right. can go on a, what is it called? I could get on a soapbox and talk about greed forever. So I will steer clear of that, but 
it, it does, it, it, it leaks into that part too. So of your mindset too. So, and that's hard because those are, you know, the relationships you have with your friends and your coworkers and your family, even if we're always competing or comparing, how are we ever happy for each other? How are we ever congratulatory? Like it just, it's exhausting is what it is. So, yeah. So I think that is that, I mean, that's kind of like a good synopsis, right. Of like what the scarcity is, is that there's just, yeah. there's not enough for everybody to go around. So if somebody else is doing well or whatever the case may be, that is, that means that there's less of that for you. Right. Exactly. Apply it to any portion of your life. And I feel like once I learned about scarcity mindset, I was like, oh crap. <laughs> This yeah, is, this is this is why I am stuck where I'm stuck. Well, I mean, I think we all have moments where we get stuck into it and maybe seasons of our life. Maybe we are stuck in scarcity mindset more than others. But the good news is that we can visit the other side, too. And that is yeah. the abundance mindset. It's not okay. all bad, everybody. There's it, this is the good stuff now. Yeah. All right. So the abundance mentality on the flip side focuses on the long term. It is the understanding that just because you don't have to get something right this second doesn't mean it won't come up later on in the future. It's good for so many reasons. It makes you feel better about yourself. It makes you feel better about others. It helps you keep your life organized. And I think, at least for myself, most importantly, it helps you take stock of your strength and accomplishments so that you can see opportunities instead of all the limitations, all the stuff that's holding you back. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it just, it opens the door for everything, right? Because if you believe that it can happen to you or that it's available to you, then that is inviting it into your life. Whereas if you think, no, that will never happen to me, or I'll never get a promotion, you're essentially closing that door. I mean, we talked about this in episode one about changing your mindset and being aware of how you're saying those things. If you want something to happen, you have to believe that it's going to happen and abundance Believing in abundance essentially means that you believe that it's available to you. And I love that. I think that that's so, I don't know, I, I want to say poetic, but <laughs> it feels kind of corny. <laughs> it is but beautiful. It, it, it's, it is like in this world where there's so many things that go wrong and so many awful people, like it's really a shining bright spot, I think. Mm -hmm. And the other thing about an abundance mentality is that other people's happiness and success can be a source of genuine happiness for you yeah. because you know that all the good stuff that other people have and are experiencing, it doesn't take anything away from you. And all that's left is just happiness that they're experiencing that. Like, yeah, genuine joy. Wonderful thing. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. So, so we talked about scarcity being a pie and I was like, okay, well then what's abundance, right? So my mind immediately, my mind went to, um, you can liken it to an open bar at a wedding, like a really good open bar at a wedding, right? Like you can walk up to that bartender and they know how to make anything that you want and they have all of the ingredients back there and you can keep going back and you can keep asking. Like it just, to me, the fact that it's available out there and all you have to do is be open to it and ask is mind-blowing because instead of competing with somebody, you can say, oh, that person has been successful. 
that means that it's available to me. I now believe that it's that success is in my future. And then you start down that path. And I think that that is just, it's a really hard mindset to switch into because I think that we really truly have been conditioned to, to believe in scarcity and that it's not available to us. And I feel like I, I constantly find myself asking, and I think I said this in one of our past episodes, why not me, right? Like all of these celebrities and famous athletes are people, right? So how did they get there? Well, they believed in themselves. They believed that it was available to them. They put in a shit ton of work as well. I will not <laughs> discount the amount of work that they have put into their careers, but just believing that it is available to you is the first step. And that is so hard for me to wrap my head around. I think it's a process. I don't think it's something you can just, I don't think it's something you just wake up one morning and decide that's how you're going to think. That's how you're going to be. There are steps that you can take and you have to inch your way towards it. But I definitely think it's doable. And the great thing about opening yourself up to the idea of the abundance mentality is that the more you share with others, the more open they are to sharing with you. And I'm not mm -hmm. necessarily talking about money or material possessions. I just mean positivity and happiness and helpfulness, all the things that you desire for yourself to get from others. They want that from you too. So why not make it a win-win situation? In fact, that is one of the ways I have listed to help cultivate an abundance mentality in case you're curious. <laughs> I would just also like to continue my analogy with this open bar. I'm so sorry if anybody does not drink out there, but it's always more fun when everybody's at the open bar and then out on the dance floor, right? Like it loosens Absolutely. you up a little bit, you're having fun out there. So like if we're all doing it, then we're all raising ourselves. We're all... Maybe I shouldn't have used drinking as an example. <laughs> so sorry. I don't even drink that much, but I just thought it was a good analogy, right? Like if everybody is out there and they all have that mi same mindset, if we all have that abundance mindset and we are all helping and collaborating instead of comparing or competing, I think that that is how you really start to make change. I think it can, then you can start to permeate the rest of your life too. Absolutely. Okay. So let's, let's start off with something that's easy to, to switch. Like what is a simple thing that people, or my, I'm including both of us as well. What, what can we start to do in our lives to, to switch that? Because it's so, it's so hard. A small step that you can take that doesn't have to involve anybody else yet is to organize your home. Mm -hmm. and your life and your time. Not all at once though, because that's yes. a lot. So let's start really small. For example, your closet. Mm -hmm. Take stock of all the stuff you have in your closet. Organize it. Go through all the stuff you have. Chances are pretty good that you are going to be shocked at how much you have. You will recognize that you have an abundance, maybe an abundance of clothes. But doing this one task where you kind of take stock of what you already have in your life can hopefully open the door to realizing that this applies to other things in your life as well. It isn't just stuff. Yeah. Maybe it's skills or talents or hobbies or something that you have to share, like, I don't know, a bunch of tools in your garage or a skill that people could really use that you are happy to show them. Like make a list if you have to, you have a lot going for you and it isn't just stuff. 
Yeah, I second that. And actually, I mentioned it in episode two about the book that I read, Soulful Simplicity, because I mentioned that I have the what if mindset, like, well, what if I need this dress? Or what if I need those shoes, even though it it's totally made up in my these scenarios are made up in my brain, like, well, what if this or what if that? And her answer to that, which I have yet to put into practice, but it was available to you once, if you were to get rid of it, it will be available to you again. There are stores you can drive to and buy those things again. It does not need, you do not need to hold on to these things if they are weighing you down. So that is one of the shifts that kind of took place when I read that was like, oh, right. If I found it once, it doesn't mean I'm never going to find a black t-shirt again. I don't need five of them or I don't need these really bland high heels that I have worn once and they hurt just because, you know, I can find something else. So it's that mindset of, yeah, holding on versus knowing that you can find it again. Exactly. That's a really, really good point. If you found it once, you can find it again. And that's kind of what's at the core of the abundance mindset. Another hopefully easy-ish way to help cultivate an abundance mindset is to reduce your media consumption, especially social media but not just social media, because even TV and some of the articles you're reading are written or filmed in a way where you are meant to cultivate desires. You're made to want stuff. You might not even realize it. Ads, obviously. But TV shows, movies, maybe cut down if you're finding yourself feeling like you are lacking things. Also, with social media, I know we've said it a million times, we're going to say it again. It's a highlight reel of all the good stuff happening in people's lives. You cannot help but compare your own life to what you see in other people's lives. And it's not a fair comparison. You're going to lose that battle every single time. Don't do it. You're going to feel like crap. So that's another really simple way to get rid of that scarcity mentality. Okay. I am going to go kicking and screaming because you will never take TikTok away from me. (laughs) Oh, TikTok does not count, everyone. No. TikTok is educational. We need it during the pandemic. And I'm not talking about the side of TikTok where there's influencers doing weird dances. I don't know anything about that. But I dances barely. Yeah, no. Dances barely come up on my page anymore. Like, I will. That this is the hill I I die on is TikTok. I love it, but I agree with you. I I I do agree, and I do have timers set on my social media. And I will tell you right now, I I'm slightly ashamed of this, but I hit them every day. Like I I have no control. Like my like I hit those timers, and I'm just like, oh man, because then it I don't know about I have an Android. It doesn't allow me to open the app again until tomorrow. Well, okay, those are those seem simple enough. Yeah, would those seem small enough. If you can do those, get those out of the way, you can move on to something a little bit bigger. And this time it involves other people. Mm. So prepare yourself. Mm -hmm. It is sharing what you have with others. Maybe it's a donation to a charity. Maybe it's letting your neighbor borrow your snow shovel. Maybe it's showing your nephew how to draw a sloth. (laughs) That one seems oddly specific. Guess why? Because I, because I taught my nephew how to draw a sloth. 
Now, the reason why we want to share things with others other than because it's nice is because we will start to see several things happen internally. First of all, you're going to feel really good about what you've shared, whether it's time, stuff, money. It makes you give the warm, fuzzy feelings. And that is lovely because you can see that you've improved someone else's life. And once that happens, you will probably find that you don't really miss what you've shared. You have given away part of your pie and you don't miss it. It's amazing. The last thing, and I think the best thing that happens when you share what you have with others is that when you share regularly, people are very willing to share right back with you. It is that win-win situation that we talked about. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that plays into pay it forward too, right? So if you do something nice for somebody, they might be inspired to do something nice for somebody else. And then it creates this ripple effect and your acts of kindness and your acts of generosity can permeate through some of the the thickest scarcity armor that's out there Yeah, because people don't expect it. Right. It was in the news recently. There was a drive-through somewhere in America that for literally the entire day, I think it was like eight hours, every single car paid for the car behind them. Aww. So the person that started it paid for the car, be- paid for theirs and paid for the car behind them. And then nobody wanted to break that chain. That's amazing. That's a perfect example of what we're talking about here. It's a win-win, it's- win-win-win situation for eight hours straight. Uh, yeah, it was... It was so uplifting to see that, but like that is the uplifting news in our in our society right now. I'll take it. Right? I'll take like it. I am fully uplifted by that. Thank you very much. Yeah. But the fact that that was on the news, like people just don't expect other people to do nice things for them. Mm-hmm. And if you can break that down, that I think is how we collectively start to change. Yeah, definitely. You're showing yourself and others that just because there is a quote winner doesn't mean there also is going to be a loser. There can Mm -hmm. be a winner in every situation because there's plenty to go around. Yes. Okay. And I'm going to add on to that because I have a few things written down too that I think could be helpful, especially in the individual part, the parts that you don't have to do this with anybody else just yet is things that you could work on for yourself are recognizing your thoughts, sit with your thoughts and be aware because if you can just gain that awareness that you are even thinking in that mindset, I think that that will start to, you'll start to like recognize when it's happening in all aspects of your life. And it sucks. Like, I'm not going to lie. It sucks because sometimes you do just want to be down in the dumps or, you know, you are jealous and those things are okay. This is not, nothing happens overnight. Like I struggle with this all the time, but just recognizing it, observing it, and then being intentional with your thoughts following that. And maybe even asking yourself, like, why do I feel jealous right now? Like I should be happy for them. And then like telling your mind, like, no, we're happy for them. <laughs> like just, right. just being able to recognize it. Find Like that is probably the number one thing for me. And I think a lot of that can come out of gratitude and doing some kind of gratitude practice, whether you are journaling or speaking gratitude. 
I do not do this currently and I would like to start. Journaling would probably be best for me because I need to write things down. But just recognizing what you currently have and being grateful for it, even if it's not a lot, especially if it's not a lot, because then you are creating this new sensation of, of being happy for these things instead of being disappointed that you don't have more. Mm -hmm. And I think that that can really change a lot in a short amount of time. And I think that that awareness and that intentionality can really start to shift things faster than anybody realizes. And that's scary too. The shifting is, scary. <laughs> it's all scary. Yeah. Everything we talk about is heavy and scary, but I think that it's really necessary. I think that it's necessary for all of us to continue down this path. Like everybody is talking about after the pandemic and what is life going to be after? And we have the chance to build a new future the way that we want to be. So why not start with ourselves as scary as it is? But something else too that I saw while doing some research on gratitude was if you have a hard time finding gratitude for a situation, that's okay. Because it's a very hard thing to constantly practice where as much as we can be grateful for everything we have, sometimes shit just sucks, right? Like you can't, like it's whatever. But try and find a lesson in, in it. Maybe, maybe not necessarily the silver lining, but just the lesson. Why did this happen, right? What am I supposed to take from this situation instead of it just being a sucky situation? And then maybe from that lesson, then we can be grateful. So it's not, it's not linear and it's not like, oh, sunshine and rainbows all the time because <laughs> it's not. And I know that it's not. And I, I do not practice this well at all. And I do want to change that. But I definitely think that as far as finding a lesson in something that can lead to being grateful for a situation. So I just remembered that I actually kind of practiced an abundance mindset. I wouldn't call it abundance, but I would just, I would call it maybe naive optimism. But when I was a vintage dealer, I had, we've covered this already, really bad financial sense. Like I'm just, I'm not good with money, but for some reason I could always pay my bills. I could always buy groceries and every once in a while I, I could even go out to eat, right? Like there was always money. And I was stressed about it. Don't get me wrong. I was extremely stressed about it, but I didn't question whether or not I would be able to pay rent. Like I just made it happen. And I think that that is that naive optimism. I even talked to a family member who is very good with money and explained to them my situation because I wanted to start saving. I didn't, I, I was actively trying to get out of debt and trying to not be so bad with money. And he took a look at my finances and he said, your ship is taking on water, but you're not sinking. And I can't explain it. And I said, well, if you can't explain it, I can't explain it. But looking back on it now, I think that I just had this crazy belief that I could pay my, that the money was there when I needed it. Right. And I think I got through a really, <laughs> essentially all of my twenties with that mindset and I don't, I, I don't know, I can't explain it, but I think that just having that blind belief that it was available to me and that I was going to pay my bills and however that money was going to get made, whether I sold something or I got another job or 
and maybe it's just a little resourcefulness on my end too, but it just always worked. Mm-hmm. And now I'm at a point where I, I am almost out of debt. Not there yet. <laughs> I will keep you all abreast on my financial situation, but just believing that those things are available helped a lot. And thank I'm going to, I am so grateful for past Stephanie for being this crazy, naive optimist. So look at me, I'm practicing gratefulness. (laughs) So we got abundance over here. You were abundant and you didn't even know it. So, and I think that that crazy belief, I mean, we talked about it in episode one about manifesting and affirmations, right? Is that belief. And that is, I think that is the hardest part, whether it's naive or intentional belief, just believing that you are worthy because our minds are so powerful. So we can do all these external things. We can simplify our life and we can donate the things that aren't serving us anymore. And we can practice all of this gratefulness. But if we don't believe that we're worthy, then I, I don't, I think that that's where it stops. Like you, you really have to believe that you are worthy. And maybe to get to that point, you do have to start giving. You do have to stop holding on so tightly and you do have to start letting go of things and you do have to start giving. And if you don't have things, physical things to give away, that's okay too. You, but everybody has time. So maybe you give your time, maybe you volunteer or help out with your family more. It's just something somewhere where you can give. There are so many ways that you can give and be abundant without it being physical things. Mm-hmm. Cause I think that's where I get hung up too, is that I'm just stuck on this physical plane and I see all this stuff and I, you know, I'm not grateful for it. I, why can't it be nicer? Why don't I have more? And I don't know, you just get into this weird mindset where it's just never enough. And the abundance tells us that it is enough and it will always be enough and it will always be available to you. So maybe our homework is that we have to write down some things that we're grateful for. We are in no way implying that this is something where you can shift permanently from a scarcity mentality to an abundance mindset. Ain't gonna happen. It's never going to happen. I don't care if you're the Dalai Lama. It just isn't going to be a thing. Don't beat yourself up. It's okay. I mean, you don't have to drag the Dalai Lama into it or anything, but well, yeah, I'm just, just saying, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, mean, I get it. Yeah, but no, that's a really good point because that's true. I mean, we are going to slip and slide up and down and for every three steps forward, one step back. And yeah, we just can't beat ourselves up. We have to be gentle with ourselves. I heard this recently and I was like, oh man, I never thought about that. The relationship you have with yourself and your mind and your brain and your body and your soul, however you want to think about it, is the only lifelong relationship you will ever be in. Yes. So why are we (laughs) why do we keep ourselves pulled down in these pits of despair and scarcity and greed and jealousy and envy. And I know I'm making it sound like it's just so easy to let go and just like climb out of that and be in this land of rainbows and dandelions and unicorns. And partially it is, but partially too, you have to recognize that you're even in that pit to even start to climb out. So, so the final thing that I want to add, cause we have a, we have a pretty good recipe. I know we love building these recipes, I like calling them recipes, (laughs) but I think it's important that we find other people that are practicing this mindset as well. Yes. Attitudes rub off on each other. Find people with good attitudes. And because 
like we said, you're not going to be in this forever. Like it's going to fluctuate, but just knowing that that person is aware of it and that they practice it. And you want to be with people that lift you up and people that are happy for you, not people that are jealous of you or envious or trying to beat you to something. And I think that that is something that is also changing a lot, especially with women. Yes. I have seen so much female empowerment and it makes my heart and my soul so happy because it does take a village. It does take a community. You can't do this thing alone, like this thing being life and just being on the lookout for those like-minded people. So, and we could be, we could be one and two in your life. If you need people, <laughs> we got you. We will try our we best. It is, yeah, we got you. So, yeah, I mean, I think that that's, that's a pretty good recipe. Absolutely. Okay. Well, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if we totally solved it, but hopefully we have helped you just to recognize. So I'm just going to quickly list the things that we said that might be able to help you through this. So be aware of your thoughts, be intentional. And when you recognize that you are thinking in a scarcity mindset, ask yourself why. And then start to change that mindset, start to practice gratitude, find other people, believe that you are worthy, organize and simplify your life, cut down on your consumption of social media. We, I know, I know that's the part where I'm like, "Mm." and then practice generosity and share. And I think that those things individually on their own are all really good too. If you can only do one of them, just do one of them. There's no right or wrong. So I think that just being aware is probably number one. And I hope that this episode made you aware because <laughs> I know a lot of you had questions and I was like, uh, we'll tell you later. Yeah, hopefully we explain this in a way that makes sense. And hopefully the ideas that we shared are some decent suggestions that you can maybe ruminate over Don't try and do it all at once, but there's nothing wrong at taking little bites out of it and one step at a time. Yeah. Just start down the path. You got this. I'm saying that to myself. (laughs) So So our next episode is actually going to be on confidence, something I lack, (laughs) although I'm working on it and just general empowerment and how we can be there for each other and how our own confidence can help to boost others' confidence. So, and I think that it plays, should I start talking about it now? I think it plays into the abundance mindset. So I think that's going to play right into, right into it. So I hope we didn't scare city you away. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! That's a, that's a doozy. I'm I'm very sorry. (laughs) Don't be scares. Don't make yourself scarce around here. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening and we'll hang out next time. 